Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we're going to give you our reactions to the Jeff Blaschel firing, as well as recap the final game of the season. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty is also host over at Locked On Tigers. I uh, want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I know they got a lot of odds on the first round of the playoffs as well. So definitely go Locked. check it out for that. We'll probably touch on that at some. I would imagine at some point later in the week. Not yeah. today. Today we got much more pressing matters. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And it was a oh, man, a whirlwind of a weekend. Uh, the Red Wings played their final game on Friday. One was it five to three over mm-hmm. the New Jersey Devils. Yep. Uh, Bertuzzi got his thirtieth. Cider got his fiftieth point of the season. Helberg got the start and the win. Oh, Helberg! Um, but then on Saturday, less than twenty-four hours, it might have been like six. Now maybe six is too, too little, but like twelve hours after. The game had ended, Scotty. Right up. The Red Wings just post a tweet. The Steve Eiserman has elected not to renew the contract of Jeff Blaschel and assistant coach uh, Dan Huda and Jeff Seljaco, uh, assistant coach and goaltending coach. And like it's it wasn't a surprise, Scotty, but also like still like wow that happened fast. Like that that decision you that you know that decision was made about two months ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't do nothing twelve hours after the season ends without having your mind made up weeks, if not months beforehand. That was what and and all time day on Red Wings Twitter. All time. Oh, like crazy. Maybe top five Red Wings Twitter day of all time. At like the memes and the videos and the reaction, like just a a, a whirlwind in- insanity crazy crazy day um we kind of touched about this a little bit touched on this a little bit um on our we did like a now right like an instant to. video like... when it first happened right and i i think we knew it was coming but we weren't sure it was gonna happen at the same like I think everybody knew, like... He, it seemed he, the most logical thing right. that was going to happen, but we knew the other options were out there, and us not being general manager, we weren't sure that that was... What made sense wasn't, to us, isn't necessarily what always happens. Not that Steve Osmond doesn't make, like, logical moves, but right, sometimes right. he goes out there and he surprises you. So we just weren't sure that what made sense to right. us That's is what Steve Osmond was thinking. For sure. And, and so, even though everybody... I mean, not to be, you know, no disrespect, but like everybody wanted it to happen. Like that's, yeah. I think almost all of the fan base pretty much wanted it to happen. And I, I think most of the fan base even expected it to happen. However, even when the news came across, it was, it was still like, like, whoa, you know, like yeah. it, it, a, did, it felt the, surreal, you know, right? Like the timing of it definitely had something to do with it, but I think there was always this doubt in the back of people's minds that was like, 
maybe next year's another rebuild year. Well, like you got Connor Bedard next year, and Iserman did sign him to the to the two year contract. Right. And then Pierre LeBron's like, oh, it was, it's believed that the second year was an option, and they chose not to bring mm-hmm. it up, which is why the term renew. Right. was it's used yeah um and that i mean like is huge information and i don't know if that's just information that i missed back when they extended him before the season started or if it's just something that contract details on coaches are always like so wraps. Yeah. yeah they never tell you uh but yeah and i, I do want to say do you want to preface this by saying like it was the right move organizationally and i, I think i meant i might have touched on this in the now and i will not deny that but like anything we say in today's episode is like absolutely not a shot at Jeff Blaschel as like a person. Um, I he is well regarded in the locker room from what I understand and in hockey circles abroad. He's gonna have a new, another coaching job, whether as a head coach or as assistant coach somewhere in the NHL. And he's a great guy. I've had the chance to speak with him a couple times. You know, at my part time job at the radio station, fantastic guy. But this is the nature of the business. It the, the wheels fall off this season in the first season where he had actual. NHL talent around him. Iserman gave him a chance. Steve Iserman said, listen, this is the first year you're going to have actual talent since the 2016 year, your first year when you snuck into the playoffs. Since the rebuild began, this is the first year you're going to have talent. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to take that talent and flourish. And until the All-Star break, the team was competitive. And even I was saying, well, if the team stays 500 or hair above it or hair below it until the end of the season, I'm okay with picking up the option. Or at the time, I didn't know there was an option at the time, but okay with him staying through the next year of his contract. But then All Star break happened, and we talked we talked on about it on end because we were living through it, Scotty. It was awful. Like it wasn't just bad. Like it wasn't even the wheels fell off. The car was on cinder blocks. Like it was it was so awful how they were losing and they were losing every game the same way, and the team continued to fail to adjust. And the amount of goals they were giving up. Despite that, and I, I acknowledge again, rebuilding year, the team was bound to find its level, but what they dipped to was below what their level should have been. Their defense is, despite how poor that I won't say poor, um, low level the talent is. I don't know what nice way of putting it, but despite how bad the talent was or underperforming the talent was in the defensive end, there's no way they should have given up 11 goals a night, 10 goals a night, nine goals a night, eight goals a night. And what seemed to be a consistent basis with anybody as head coach. So, I mean, I think that really put a dagger in it. And again, because this came out less than 24 hours after the season had ended, it really makes it seem to believe that this decision was made, you know, a few months ago, you know, back after the first, the nine to two loss to the Arizona coyotes. I don't know. No. And, and like, that's the, the crazy thing. And why I I think there was still a little bit of uncertainty with a lot of people was because the first half, maybe not exactly the halfway mark, but the first couple of months were such a step in the right direction. And they were, it was like, okay. I mean, there, there was a narrative out there like, okay, yeah. we gave Blashill some talent like, and look what happened. You know, like that was a narrative that was being pushed by a group of fans. Like it's, there was some, some, some steps forward. And even at the end of the year, right? Like even now there were objectively wins within this season. And we'll get into all of that stuff, you know, when we do like our full season breakdown and everything, but it, it it's just. There, there was always just a little bit of of doubt and like I don't I don't know like he they might stick around like the first half wasn't that bad 
we sold at the deadline. Like maybe, I don't know. And, and like, we do have him for the next year. If we want him to like, is that just the easier option? It's it, it really is. It was a fascinating second half of the season in that regard. And just like how I would love to know how quickly, like you said, like how quickly that decision came to be and at what point in the in the season that decision was made because i mean i'm not a hundred i don't know like maybe three weeks after the all-star break you're like hey if this ship doesn't get turned around he's gone and then it just never got turned around yeah i I don't i don't know when it happened but i think it definitely happened somewhere in that stretch and it was a clean sweep of the of the coaching staff, too. I mean, we talk about Jeff Blashill because he's the head coach. He's the head honcho. That's the guy who pulls all the strings. But, you know, the goaltending coach and one of the assistant coaches getting canned as well, I mean, really says a lot about um, where, where Steve Eisman feels this coaching staff is at. So I think this is going to be sure. a huge offseason for the Red Wings, not just on, like, the a head coach front, but the assistant coach front to see – what this organization does next, because this is going to be a huge, like, I think this might be the hu- biggest transitionary year for the, ti- or the Tigers, almost the Tigers, the Red Wings. Um, you know, since the last time we brought in a new head coach, uh, since the rebuild has begun, because for the first time since the team last made the playoffs, there's going to be a new voice behind the bench. And that's like, really, we talk about how we begin the rebuild. I mean, the, it, it comes with a new head coach, you know? And you could make the argument that, you know, with the Tigers going out and getting A.J. Hinch, that was like a sign of life. So maybe this was just purely a desperation move because the voice needed to be changed. But it also could be B, from an organizational standpoint, the team's looking to make that next step. And I want to get into that with you, Scotty. But first, I do got to talk to you guys today about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Don't forget those NHL playoffs. We got all kinds of odds. We're going to bring those to you tomorrow. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are talking about the firing of Jeff Blaschel. Uh, first segment was all about our reaction to it and, you know, why we thought it had to be done. Um, segment two, I kind of want to ask you, you know, what this means for the team going forward and the culture in the locker room. For sure. Uh, I I think I just punched my mic on accident. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. I, okay. <laughs> I, I do it so often. It's actually ridiculous. I think that I always go back to a conversation Nolan and I had about this when they extended him and about how, you know, the, the future, because I was pretty, uh, I, I was pretty against the extension and Nolan was for it at the time. And I remember my conversation with him and my main point in, in our back and forth on that episode was I, the, the sample and, and the, and the sample size, I guess you would say the amount of times that a head coach has come in in any of the four sports has come in and was brought in making the playoffs, right? Playoff caliber head coach 
playoff team at least. Then the rebuild starts. They sell everything out and they hit their rock bottom and then go back up and then make the playoffs again and win a championship. The the t- amount of times that, that, that a coach, manager, whatever, in any of the sports has been able to go through the entire cycle of a rebuild like that is minuscule, if not zero. I, I can, I'm not sure I can even name you someone that, that successfully was able to do that. Well, that was successfully able to take over playoff team, sell everything, build everything back up, back to playoffs, back to championship. I, that list is so unbelievably small that no matter what your opinion of Blasha was, just seeing like thinking that it was ever going to be the entire thing, like that he was ever going to make it back to when this team was good again. I I, I just, I, I never believed that that was even a remote possibility. And he was given horrible rosters for a majority of his tenure here. He was just like greatest coach of all time wasn't doing anything with it. Like terrible yeah. rosters. Well, and, and that's what makes this season, that's what made this season so critical for him. Exactly. And this season, this was the year that he was given something. Was it a, a championship roster? No. Was it even a playoff roster? That's a, a debate that's a little more subject, subjective. But it, it, it was no. not a playoff roster. Right. Not, not in this division. The defense, right. That's the biggest thing. The, a, the division we play in, B, the defense was horrific. So, what, I guess my, the thing I just always go back to is, is he would have had to over accomplish <clears throat> what was set out for him going into this year to stick around. I think now that he's gone, I think we can say that with confidence. He would have had to, have been over 500 in the win loss column and maybe in the playoff hunt, like with like a season left. Oh, a season, a month left. Yeah. And to your original question, now that I've rambled on for like three minutes, it's good. Going for going forward, I think it shows and it makes a statement that like it's winning time. And not that Blaschel didn't want to win from everything I've heard. That dude really cared about his job. But I think it sends a statement that this is not the old Detroit Red Wings. This is not the Detroit Red Wings of the last half decade that are just cellar dwellers and are, you know, fighting for a top pick every year. You have all your rookies. You have your core. For the future, they're all in the NHL. Your main core for your believed to be next like championship run is all at the NHL level. Anything else that comes is is not like frosting. Like we have some really interesting and, and intriguing prospects, but your main core, they're all in the show. They're all getting minutes at the NHL level. So this from here on out is winning time intent to win no longer rebuilding yeah i I said the same thing when we brought in hinch no more 
tanking, no more sell. I mean, at the deadline, if you have to sell, you have to sell. But like, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand. It's, I think that's what it says more than anything. No, I completely agree. Um, I think that it's it's a situation where both are true. You know, you had to fire your head coach because he wasn't getting the job done. You gave him the opportunity he wasn't, but also B, because it's just time to take that next step forward. And who those coaching candidates are going to be, I don't know yet. Um, I know there's a lot of names out there. The coaching carousel in the NHL is always alive and true, and there's a couple guys out there who are going to probably – Names are going to pop up in conversations. I don't know how serious they're going to be as contenders. And then you got guys like Igor Larionov and Sergey Fedorov, who, you know, Red Wings fans love the idea of because of the hometown, hometown bias. I'm not saying they're not good coaches. They are fantastic coaches. But chances of Larionov and Fedorov coming here are, are pretty minimal at best because they both just inked new KHL contracts. And then I, the guys, the guys who I think are going to get the most talked about, I and mean, we actually got a tweet from Andy Strickland today, Scotty. And we want to do an episode. I'm not going to go too deep on this because you and I want to do an episode like really research head coaching candidates. But um, Andy Strickland of the St. Louis Blues, uh, ringside reporter for the Valley Sports out there, uh, said that expect NHL teams to inquire about hiring Joel Quinville as the head coach. Uh, here he wants back behind the bench, and there is expected to be significant interest in hiring the future Hall of Famer. Q will need to meet with Commissioner Gary Bettman to be reinstated spoiler alert i'm good on that yeah same so here's the thing um joel quinville is a fantastic coach i'm not i will not deny that i won't take that away from him you mean he coached three stanley cup stanley cup champion uh chicago blackhawks teams and he was the coach the first half of the season or first quarter of the season with the panthers this year they're a fantastic team although i don't know how much of that is i mean they they changed head coaches and they're still they have a president's great trophy walker, winners yeah um, but the problem is obviously being the scandal that was the 2010 Stanley Cup championship Blackhawks and what's behind that, which is the reason why he's not the head coach of the Panthers anymore. I don't need that kind of like there's, and you'll get those arguments about the, with the whole AJ Hinch thing. It's a different type of situation altogether. What it's happened horrible. with AJ Hinch still, I mean, not really defensible. I feel like he was made out to be a little bit of the scapegoat in that situation. He was, um, but also cheating is different from sexual assault. By long run, and obviously Quinville didn't do the sexual assault thing, but it is the fact that he's not co- like it is highly, highly the sexual assault thing. Like it's just I, I'm good on that. I don't need to. I don't need. Right. I don't want that drama I, I in my life. The, I don't need the baggage and the circus that comes Re- along with that. I don't. Regardless need- of whether or not he had the knowledge that it was happening, I just don't want that kind of that kind of conversation following him everywhere he goes as head coach of the Red Wings. Correct. Yeah, I, I don't need. Um, I, I'm good on that. I'm. 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 You, you, like, no matter what, well, you can leave your personal uh, opinion on whether he knew his involvement in it, whatever, is completely ringside. You, we can not even talk about it in that regard because, like, obviously, everybody is just going to have their own opinion on that. But I mean, objectively, he's going to bring a lot of conversation. There's going to be a lot of uh, a, a negative narrative around him coming back uh in, in coaching period there is it, it it just feels like a really quick way to rightfully piss a lot of people off yeah and i don't think that that is a direction that and we need to go in it is really no coincidence scotty that that tweet comes out a day after correct she got fired like let's correct. be honest so i 
that that was just spinning the wheel of the speculation train. Uh, the other guy I don't care for, John Tortorella. Um, listen, I'm good on that. I'm good on that. He he is a very unique talent of coming in and it's a getting, hockey guy. getting the most out of his players for about two three years, and then leaving that team after his players turn on him and hate him because he's a hard ass, and that's his thing. I mean, we he's saw a with hockey Rangers. guy. We he's saw a it with pure hockey guy. Oh yeah, and we saw it with Columbus. He comes in takes that team to new heights and then the team turns on him and bottoms out like it happened in Columbus. The Rangers went to a Stanley cup final with him. He has one ring with the Tampa Bay lightning in 04. Um, and then the same thing happened with the Canucks. So it's just, I'm, I'm good on that. I, if I, the next coach I want to hire, I want to be the coach for the Red Wings for years to come to take him to that hut to, to, right. to the summit. You know, I don't want to, don't I want don't, a bridge. I, coach. I don't want a bridge coach, you know, no, so we're done with that. We we've my, just had, we just had a bridge coach to get us through a rebuild. We're trying lot, to find second most tenured coach in the NHL. I know. I know time. it's crazy, but it, I still believe it. It's, I think it's just, we're looking for, like you said, we're looking for the guy for the future. I do have a couple more of a couple more questions that I just want your opinion on with flash. Oh, okay. Uh, well, give me one second. I got to talk to the folks today about Built Bar first. About the banner you're going to put up. About the banner I'm going to put up. Boom. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bag, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you feel so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious foods for health. With Built Bar, you have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and enjoy eating it as well. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar that normally has around 240 calories with 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off at built.com. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, he said you had a couple more questions for me here. Yeah, I think my first one is just like kind of another conversation earlier. What do you what do you think? I kind of voiced my opinion. What do you think he would have Blashill would have had to have done this season to be behind the bench on opening night this fall? Honestly, if he was able to, I, and this is my honest opinion, like I'm not, I'm not BSing you. Some people will think that it's not enough, but I think if he was able to maintain what happened pre All Star break, post All Star break, this team finish 500 or even a hair beneath it, I think that's a huge step forward for this team in terms of competitiveness. And we talked a lot about that when they were achieving that partway through the season. Um, that's a huge step forward for this team's competitiveness. And I think Eisman would have seen that as like, okay, this guy can ball. Like he was able to get this team. The big caveat to that is the power play still stinks under him. Regardless, even when the team was playing well, the power play was awful. And it's been awful his entire tenure as head coach. And obviously you have a power play coach, but it comes back down on him. But I think if this team finishes at least 500, even if they don't make the playoffs, if they finish at least 500 in, on the season, that, you know, that's going to be what an 80 point season for a team with what four rookies on the team. I mean, that would have been, that would have been enough. What do you think? Hmm, I don't even know how I want to word this one. What? How much of a difference do you think 
there would be in this team's production next year with the guy we'll bring in. This is, might be a hard question because it's a question mark right now, but the guy we bring in versus Coach X. What, right, Coach X versus what Blaschel would have provided next season. I mean, that's such a – that is a very hard question to answer. It's with hard because annoying. we don't know who our coach is. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would hope that whatever coach they bring in would be able to at least provide a spark, having been a new you know, voice in the locker room, to get the guys to play on a next level. You know, you come back next season, you have a healthy Larkin, you have a healthy Fabry uh, back as well, and you're going to have, you know, hopefully Simon Edvinson in the lineup. I mean, all, I think he just has to have an impressive camp, and the, the roster spot is there on the defense. For sure. Um, so you're looking at an improved roster again. So another step forward with a new voice in the locker room. I, you know, I'm not expecting. I, I don't know, man. I unless they make some big splash in the offseason, I still don't really expect this team to compete for a divisional spot in the playoffs. But could could they make an argument and hang in there for the wild card? Yeah, I think a, a big enough step forward next year with a new head coach, they could. Yeah, just you know, be in that mix, be a playoff, a wild card contender. Let's say. For sure. Fair enough. I, I think I agree with that. Um, my last thing is just final words, putting a bow on it. Just your review and and last words on the Jeff Blaschel tenure with the Detroit Red Wings. Um, misfortunate, unfortunate. Uh, that That's probably the word I would use. I, I Again, I go back to the fact that like, he and people have been calling for his head for years. And I was just like, why there's, there's no need to fire a coach who is coaching a team that's meant to fail. And that's the big argument I go back to is this team from, and obviously coaching and players are always going to give it their all, but this team was not meant to win hockey games since 2017 onward. They embraced a full scale rebuild. He was intentionally coaching a team that was not supposed to make the playoffs in order to accumulate draft talent, which we are now seeing at the NHL level. So I don't have any hard feelings. I'm not like, like I was, I won't even say I was happy that Jeff Blaschel got fired. I like, I wasn't upset obviously, but I was like, okay, yeah, Jeff Blaschel is fired. That's the right move to make. But I never thought to myself, I mean, obviously I was very frustrated during that, that stretch there post all-star break about how poor the team was playing. And I agreed in that time with when talking with you that he needed to go, but you know, I look back at his tenure and it's just like, yeah, I mean, this was the real, this was the only real season he had as head coach. It felt like that in the 2016 season where they were still trying to compete for the playoffs. So these two seasons were the only two years and the one year they did make the playoffs and then, you know, lost in five games, to the Tampa Bay lightning. And then this year he had fresh rookies up and, can make it work. So I really look at those two seasons as the only two seasons where it's fair to evaluate him as a head coach, you know, in, in a serious, should he stay or should he go sense because the team wasn't meant to succeed those five years in between. Totally fair. A lot there. <laughs> no, no, I, I kind of wanted you to, like I said, I just wanted like a, like a final, like get everything out of you. Like everything you, you want to, to say and, and notice about just his tenure as we, kind of wrap like we'll talk you know in the future we'll talk about possible head coaching candidates and and all that stuff we want to go deep into that that sort of thing but I, I think as far as talking about Jeff Blash so like this is probably it like this is probably the you know the last time we'll mention him in in uh 
in regards to like the team or or anything more than like a passing comment <laughs> like this yeah. is this is it like this is the last you know this is the last one so i just want to give you a, an opportunity to just let it all out there with them that's all yeah i just i don't know man i obviously i'm happy that it happened i guess from the standpoint that it's a, it's a huge step forward for the organization and the team played like trash but like i don't i i don't get that that fervent dislike for the guy that other people do i mean i know i, I, I agree with head, that I, yeah I, I think it's head coach that gave it his all i think it's the same i had the same feelings when ron, ron garden hired suddenly retired like it's like yeah he's an, he was okay he was an okay manager like yeah but he wasn't the guy for sure no I, and i think that that i agree with that i i think that he i mean least we forget when he first got the job people were pumped i was so excited i'm like this is like, this makes successor. so much sense like he's a like he's killing it down in the A. Like this is, this is sick. Uh, like he's the he's the head coach of the future. Like he's gonna be the next like great Red Wings head coach. Whatever. Like that was pretty much everyone was on board, and it just it amazes me how with horrid rosters that like everybody just kind of like jumped ship on that. And I'm not saying that that's that 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 opinion is is not correct because i like he's not i agree that he's not the guy going forward and i agree that this is the right decision but like you said man he was given nothing like so early on he was given nothing and this was really the the first legitimate year and he, and he didn't you know he didn't really do anything with it and like i said i agree that it's the it's the right time going forward but uh, I don't have like a disdain or like a hatred for for Jeff Blasher that some people do. It's just like he was the guy that was behind the bench when we were actively trying to lose. Like that's <laughs> a tough situation to be in as a head coach when you're actively trying to win every night and your front office is actively trying to lose every night. Yeah, it really so, is, man. It, it is what it is. The the ten years over. Uh, he's going to be around the NHL. He's going to be a coach in some regard. Um, and yeah, you know, nothing but the best for the guy. I, yeah, I don't wish have him like, luck. A, like a disdain or, or, you know, like when Osmus left, I. Well, couldn't, yeah. I can't even repeat the, the words that were said when, when he left and like how happy I was that he was gone and, uh, and the negative connotation I just associated with him, but. Blashell, he was the guy that was he is, is. I guess what I'm trying to say is the fan base has made this like a really dramatic, like huge thing when I don't think it is. Yeah, like he was the guy that was your head coach during a rebuild when you were trying to lose, and now you're not trying to lose anymore, so you're going to find your head coach. Like that's yeah. all there really is to it, in my opinion. And like maybe at one point six years ago, you thought he was the guy. He's not. So that might have been, you know what, on. that might lead into why people so, some people, I guess, never moved on from that. You know, this is the guy to replace Babcock and win the next Stanley Cup. And he was supposed to be like, he's literally supposed to be Babcock too. Like, I remember that was, yeah. the, that oh, was yeah. the conversation. He just, you know, he came off a, a Calder championship in 2013 with the Griffins. And so people really were excited about him. And he was the coach of guys like Katara Nyquist, who, when he took over it in the NHL level, were his guys in the AHL. Yep. So people thought like there was that really be that synergy there to keep them to taking the next step forward, and it never materialized. And the team embraced the full rebuild. So, it, it listen at this point, 
yeah, it, I'm happy it happened because it means that the Red Wings are going to take another step towards competitiveness, which is in, very important. But I'm not happy it happened because, like, I hated Jeff Blaschel. Like, I just, right. like, you, like exactly like you said there. I mean, he was just the coach for the rebuild. And now the rebuild is, I won't say wrapping up. I still think there's more rebuilding ahead of us in some regard and in certain aspects as they, they try to The polish, teardown is over, though. The teardown like is over on the buildup. Build yeah. And so we're, we're the, the trajectory is upwards at this point. You need a new head coach who can take that team to further heights. And Jeff Blaschel just was not the guy to get it done. So, hey. Good for Red Wings fans everywhere because this is still good news. Correct. Yeah, no, absolutely good news. It's going to be a, it adds to an already what was going to be an exciting offseason, makes it even more fun. We're going to have we're going to have a good time. It's going to be absolutely. it's going to be a it's going to be a fun offseason and I'm hoping that this fun offseason leads to a fun season this fall. Hell yeah. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NHL from first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and latest news and opinions from local experts from every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Stanley Cup kiss threw me off there. I was like, "Wait, what?" Snooze. Yeah, snooze. Um, Freudian slip. Hey, oh, no, I'm just kidding. No, they do a great job over there. All the the rotation of the hosts that help fill in. It's a it's a, it's a fun time. A lot of different perspectives that way. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um. Yeah, so we didn't get to the recap. I mean, we got all off season, so you know we'll put that off to right before the season begins to recap the final game. Uh, <laughs> we should do that. We should recap game eighty two the night before opening game one. Night. No, you know yeah. what? That's actually not a bad idea. Just like look back on. Just like, like keep people are. waiting. We're like we're, we're technically we're still in season. We haven't done our last game recap. Um. Yeah. So we will recap that game tomorrow. I will probably wrap it into like a a broader season recap as well. But obviously with cider getting point 50 Bertuzzi getting his 30th goal and hell Magnus Helberg getting the start. There are some things we got to touch on in that Rasmussen's Renaissance, Rasmussen Renaissance continues. So we'll talk about that on Tuesday's episode. Uh, and we'll be back then. So thanks for listening. We'll be back. Same time, same place, but I'm every day, every day. <laughs>